0: Collections and Recollections Out of the Box with Mia Hull on FBI Radio
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in to FBI Radio 94.5 I'm Mia Hull and this is Out of the Box. Every Thursday from 12 to 1, I sit down with one person to look at the stories and songs that have defined their life. For more than nine months, I've been recording this show over Zoom as a COVID safety measure, but today my guest is in the studio with me. I'm looking at them, they're looking at me, we're both smiling. (laughs) And it does mean that both of us are coming to you from Redfern, which means both of us are broadcasting on unceded land belonging to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I want to take this moment to pay my respects to Gadigal elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening right now. Gadigal people have been sharing stories and songs on this land since the beginning of time. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Today I'm joined by Jisoo Im. Jisoo is a full-time digital and multi-platform artist, which we will get into what that means later in the show. They've had a pretty colourful, cute and artistic life and a lot of their art is centred around the theme of self-acceptance and self-care and self-love in the face of anxiety and flaws. Jisoo, thank you so much for joining me today on Out of the Box.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) So I guess, you know, radio is an audio medium So perhaps if someone was to look at your Instagram and look at some of your art right now, what would they see?
0: Um, A lot of frogs. Yeah. (laughs) Usually I describe my art as just very cutesy, happy, joyful um, and sometimes a little bit sappy as well. So I'd say just a lot of colour and a lot of cute. frogs (laughs)
1: tell me about the frogs where did they come from
0: I have no idea I think one day I decided to like make a frog comic at 2am and it blew up so much that like I kind of inadvertently like developed an obsession for frogs as well and yeah it just became part of my brand I think I'd been making art for a couple of years before that but yeah I think I really um I accidentally treaded upon, like, a part of the internet that was, like, really obsessed with frogs. And then I became obsessed with them too. Mm. And here we are, (laughs) um, like, 5,000 frogs later.
1: (laughs) Who do you think you make these pictures for? What does your audience look like?
0: Mm, I think often I just think about making it for, like, myself. But I do think I am part of a bigger demographic, um, obviously, so... Kind of people like me, I guess. When you say people like you, what do you
1: mean by that? (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Let's get uh, into that. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, people who are a bit, like, sensitive and emotional and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I guess, like, not specific to a a demographic, like, age or gender or any of that, but more like... (laughs) The demographic that's like emotional and likes cute stuff. And I'm not sure. I've never really thought about it that much. Well, I guess part of that too is you're not just communicating
1: through the images themselves, they're accompanied by text a lot of the time. Walk me through some of the messages that we might see looking at those.
0: I think I try to do very uplifting stuff that's not like bordering on too corny. Recently, I did do a live, love, laugh (laughs) (laughs) themed piece, though. Kind of reclaiming the phrase. (laughs) But yeah, I'll say stuff like, you know, like, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And just things about living your little life, trying your best in the circumstances that you have. Um, And not, you know, I'm very anti, like, hustle culture and all about taking care of yourself and trying to... Nurture yourself in, you know, an age of like hyper capitalism and in an age where like everyone's like, oh, you should be like Kim Kardashian. Like nobody wants to work. (laughs) these. (laughs) Nobody wants to work these days. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. I'm all about like having a more balanced life, I guess. So I think a lot of my messaging kind of focuses on that. And, yeah, like finding joy and peace in kind of every moment.
1: Finding peace in little corners of the internet as well. Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in you talking about being anti-hustle culture because I think to become a full-time practising artist would be a hustle and it does involve hard work, which we'll talk about later in the show. Mm -hmm. I guess when we look at the mechanics of your practice, Jisoo, how – does one of your artworks come to be? Is it digital art? Do you draw with a pen and paper?
0: So I'm I often like think I'm not that much of an actually creative person despite being <laughs> a full time artist. I have an ugly sketchbook where I write mostly. So not a lot of my ideas come to me through imagery. Um I think sometimes it's like really hard for me to actually think of imagery. Um But I have a lot of thoughts and opinions, (laughs) so I'll write a lot and um, I'll carry my sketchbook around with me everywhere so that if a certain, like, thought pops up, um, I'll write. And I'm all about, like, being present and kind of noticing things. I'm trying to go on my phone less lately for that as well. Um, I would like to put on the record that
1: I didn't put the directions in their phone to get here. They wrote them down to get to the station
0: today, which I love. And then I and then I forgot at home so I had to improvise. But yeah, so I'll just be like walking around and some like ideas pop up to me and I'll write them down and then um, I'll go home and try to figure out some imagery, look at some inspiration online or photos that I've taken and kind of draw on that. And well, that's pretty much the process. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. And, yeah, I will put links to your art on all platforms up on the program's page on fbradio.com. So perhaps if you're listening to this right now and do want to have a look uh, to kind of understand what we're talking about, you can find those things there. Jisoo, what's the first song you'd like to play on Out of the Box today? Um, I'd like to play
0: Kokomo, Indiana by... Japanese Breakfast.
1: Can you tell me why you picked this one?
0: Um, I think it's a beautiful song that, and that kind of encapsulates my art practice a little bit. I think Japanese Breakfast, I hope, or in my mind, (laughs) have a similar vibe as my art, just very like raw and authentic. And yeah, I really love this song.
1: You're listening to Out of the Box on FBI Radio 94.5. This song is called Kokomo India. It's by Japanese Breakfast and it was chosen by my guest, Jisoo Im. That was Kokomo, Indiana by Japanese Breakfast and you heard it right here on FBI Radio 94.5. You are listening to Out of the Box. I'm Mia Hull. I am joined by visual artist Jesu Im and we just talked about what Jisoo's art looks like. I want to kind of go back to the start of your life now, Jesu, and maybe chat about where art first started to emerge for you. Do you have a memory of that happening?
0: It's funny because I didn't actually start um, drawing, drawing until I was 18. Really? Which was like, yeah, way later in my life. Yeah. But obviously, like, everybody draws when they're a kid. But like, before all my hopes and dreams, you know, got smashed by not being a child anymore, I really wanted to be an author and an illustrator. Like, kind of like Roald Dahl and Quentin Blake vibes. So I used to write a lot of little books. I remember one about a swan. I don't remember the story. I wish I had kept all that stuff, but I don't Do you think... mean those books that kids make where you, like, staple yeah, just, pages yeah, together? just, like, sheets of A4 paper yeah. stapled together, or, like, tied together with string and, like, hole punches. But, yeah, no, I don't think anybody expected me to become an artist, so all of that stuff is gone. I wasn't a very talented art. I wasn't, like, one of those kids that you'd look at and be like, oh, like... They have a they have a knack for art, like they have a talent for art. I think we should push that. I was just like you know your average scribbling on a page <laughs> kind of kid, but um, I picked it up later in my life, so it's pretty it was pretty unexpected. But what
1: did you have a knack for when you were little? Imaginary
0: lives. <laughs> yeah, I was always I really enjoyed hanging out by myself. I was a bit of a weird kid. If I would if I was waiting for. My friend, to like finish her swimming lesson, I would pretend to like be a mermaid in the sea and create like this entire storyline over months and months mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've I think I've always lived a little bit in my own head. Maybe that's why I ended up being an artist, <laughs> yeah
1: did you have siblings growing up?
0: Yeah, I did. I have an older brother mm. he's only two years older than me, but he has like a lot older vibes he's already married and just has his life together, unlike unlike me. I'm just who's <laughs> on the radio show right now. Oh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, he's very put together. Um, I often feel like I'm like, you know, just flying out in space. <laughs> I used to hang out with him a lot as a kid, but I feel like we're cordial now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you look back on your childhood and that period of your life and sometimes hanging out with your brother, what sticks out to you? What does it look like to you?
0: Yeah, we went on a lot of road trips with the family and we'd always listen to this one particular CD on repeat. Um, and it was like a mixtape of all my parents' favourite songs at the time. So all of those songs are engraved into my mind. But they're all really like like sappy Korean 80s ballads. <laughs> and um, I can probably recite them mm-hmm. um, just because they played on loop the whole ride.
1: And you haven't chosen any of them to bring to the show today? No,
0: I haven't. It <laughs> just have rent free <laughs> your brain instead. Yeah, well, there was like, no, I don't think there were actually any English songs on there. They're all just like really, really old Korean songs. I don't think anyone will enjoy them. <laughs> That's not very fair.
1: Did <laughs> your mum and dad grow up in Korea?
0: Yeah, they did. Um, I was born in Korea as well. So actually, um, I grew up with a lot of Korean music and didn't actually listen to a lot of Western um, music until I was in high school. And I had to like make myself kind of listen to them to understand all the pop culture references that other kids were making or like people on tv shows were making I had no idea never listened to like the Beatles or ABBA Mm. or or any of that so yeah I listened to a lot of Korean and classical and jazz music (laughs) when I was growing up because that's what my parents liked and then had to kind of like force myself to gain pop culture knowledge (laughs) How old were you when you came here? Uh, I was only three. I but well, still quite immersed in the Korean. Yeah, grew up in a very Korean community yeah. here. Yeah, whereabouts? Around Croton Park, Campsie area.
1: Mm, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, were your parents very creative when you were growing up? You know, you've grown up to be a creative.
0: Now, was that something that was encouraged in your home? So my entire family is very is really musical. Mm. Except for me. <laughs> I'd say I'm musical in the sense that I like listening to music. But all of my family really likes playing music. So I think there was a lot of creativity in the home in that sense. And my mum always liked picking up little hobbies here and there, like crochet and making like r- little pretty rice cakes and Mm. um she's always had like this kind of artistic side she's one of those people who when she's on the on a phone call she'll be doing like doodles and fill up an entire page so I think I got a lot of my creativity from her but also yeah always been like kind of in the art world through music going to like orchestras and stuff like that (laughs) <laughs>
1: Amazing. And yeah, you're joining me right now on Out of the Box where we look at stories and songs and talk about the songs that have defined your life. None of the ones that your parents played for <laughs> you in the car are songs that you've chosen today, but you have chosen a different song to
0: play. Can you tell me
1: about it? Um,
0: I'd like to play In a Dream by Choice Sivan.
1: Why did you pick this one?
0: There's a funny story to it. When I was in high school, we actually met Choice Sivan close to our high school he was doing like a signing back then he wasn't a huge pop sensation so we we're like sure we'll go see him
1: is this when you're in this period of your life of trying to be a part of like pop culture more yeah
0: well? yeah definitely what was. a perfect segue <laughs> yeah um <laughs> my well my friends from high school who are still my best friends now were really like my segue into <laughs> western pop culture for sure um and i In this period of time, like, I was really trying to um, relate to them a lot more, so listened to a lot of music that they liked, and obviously, like, it became part of my music taste as well. So, yeah, we went to see Choice One, got a hug, got a photo, and now he's a huge pop sensation, (laughs) and I still love his music, so...
1: And we don't often play him on FBI radio, so this is quite special. It's Troy Savan on Out of the Box. The song is called In a Dream. You're hanging out with me, Mia Hull, and visual artist G C M. In a Dream, it was Troy Savan on FBI Radio 94.5. That song was chosen by my guest on Out of the Box, digital artist Jisoo Im. And earlier in the show, Jisoo, we talked about your early life and you mentioned that it was only at age 18 that you actually began painting. I want to talk about turning points or if there was a turning point and kind of where your life was when you decided that art would be something that you could pursue full-time.
0: Yeah, of course. Um so I picked up art when I was really stressed at the end of high school. Um just as kind of a side hobby. Um and I didn't think anything would come of it. I'm one of those people who picks up hobbies and like puts them down right away um after a month. I get bored and put them down, and I thought drawing was going to be kind of the same. Um but I really I started to really really enjoy it and Started drawing every day and kind of my life it took over my life and (laughs) I my grades started dropping but I was like now I love art (laughs) Um, (laughs) so um, I took a gap year in at the end of high school and made art pretty much just made art every day like worked and then made art every day and obviously when you make art every day like that like you kind of get exponentially better but I've always had an Instagram account, and then I went into uni, and it kind of slowed down. But in 2020 was when I graduated from uni, and I was like, I don't really want to go into full-time work during a pandemic. Um, I think I'll be really sad working from home, which is funny because I still work from home. But <laughs> what had you been doing at uni? I just I studied visual communication design, so quite in similar circles and similar fields. Mm. Um, I thought I would become a graphic designer, but I was just going to take another year off from education and see where things take me. Mm. Um, but in that year, my art Instagram kind of blew up and then my art practice kind of blew up. And When you say blew up, what do you mean <laughs> by that? I think it just started gaining a lot of traction but I was also working a lot on it because I had a lot of time due to not deciding to pursue full time work.
1: And the pandemic as well. Yeah, I and feel the pandemic. Like twenty twenty was that period where everyone was like, I need a hobby now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pour my heart into this thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like out of nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like drawing so much every day. Mm. And it it worked out, I think. And that year was a year where because of the pandemic, a lot of online Businesses were kind of benefited from that. Everyone was shopping online, so it was the same as my shop. I had like a very, very small shop at the time, but during the pandemic, it kind of grew to be a lot bigger. And then I was like, oh, like why don't I just do this full-time um, and scrapped all my ideas of going into graphic design. <laughs> so that's kind of how it came to be. It was all very um, natural and flowy. I don't think I, like, ever had this, like, one day where I was, like, I'm going to be a full-time artist. I think it just kind of happened and I let life lead me, I guess.
1: (laughs) I love that so much. That wasn't the answer that I was expecting from that question. (laughs) When you look at that period, I suppose we're kind of still in that period, but can you walk me through maybe some of the highlights, some of the moments when you were, you know, blowing up, as you said, where you were like, whoa. That's huge.
0: That's amazing. I think the biggest thing was paying taxes. <laughs> it's such <laughs> a strange thing, but I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm paying like the most income tax that I've probably ever paid in my life through this job that I didn't even think was mm. like a job.
1: <laughs> no, well, that's it. It's like you're this yeah. thing that you're doing online and this hobby that you had is now like a tangible source yeah. of income.
0: And I was like, I can't believe I'm like... Having to pay so much tax. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow, it means I've made it. Like, <laughs> um, I've actually been making, like, a, a decent living off this. Oh so <laughs> but I think often I get really surprised as well by people following me. I think a lot of, like, industry professionals and people like that follow me. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, making, like, silly little art. Um, I feel very grateful, but I also feel very, like, I guess I, I'm still very, like, impostery about everything so I'm like why why are you following me you're like you work at you work at Disney (laughs) I don't know why you're following me
1: (laughs) but I don't think you are silly at all and I think you know the messaging that it centers on a lot of the time is about mental health and acceptance and anxiety and kind of normalizes these things that we all go through what makes you want to tell those stories through your practice
0: um I think it's um a lot of the time a very therapeutic or meditative process for me as well um I often think that I couldn't really like live without making art it's really part of um although I'm like encouraging other people's mental health it's very much an encouragement for me as well but I think I've always been someone who loves to have my heart on my sleeve and I think I think a big misconception that some people have is that I'm just creating like these encouraging or joyful messages because it's positivity you know like positive vibes only like that kind of stuff Mm. but I feel like I'm a very optimistic and joyful person Mm. so my art is kind of inevitably follows along that path and I never want to encourage like toxic positivity and um I try to be holistic about it. So Yeah, I I don't think I ever really think of like a deeper reason to make art. I think it's just like my life and Mm. um so are some of those things
1: reflections of the things that you're going through in your own world then as well?
0: Yeah for sure. I think most of my work is just directly off my own experiences. Again, I'm not a very creative person and (laughs) <laughs> You're <literally an> artist. <laughs> Sometimes I look at other artists and they're like making such amazing theoretical stuff. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can only make art off my uh, direct experiences <laughs> and direct feelings. Mm. So I think a lot of my art is based on my own um, life and feelings and emotions. So yeah. I think it's time to go to a song. Jisoo, what do you reckon? Awesome. <laughs>
1: what would you like to play now?
0: Um, I'd like to play a Korean indie rock song called A Long Dream by is the song?
1: Does this song remind you of anything from your life?
0: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of my work and personality is actually built on indie rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people listen to k-pop or know about k-pop but don't really um haven't been haven't really been introduced to like korean band music which i think is amazing and this song i would listen to it on repeat while making art i'm always listening to music while i'm making art so really wanted to play this this is Sessanyan
1: on FBI Radio 94.5. The song is called A Long Dream and it was chosen by my guest on Out of the Box, Jisoo Im.
0: I want to shoot
1: a movie. A Long Dream, it was Sesson Yan on FBI Radio 94.5. The song was chosen by my guest on Out of the Box, Jisoo Im, who joins me to talk about their artistic practice. At the top of the show, Jisoo, I talked about you as a digital and multi-platform
0: artist. What does that mean? Um, so I make most of my art um, digitally and put it on a lot of platforms you know you can shameless plug can find me on instagram twitter <laughs> mm. youtube patreon um pretty much all the platforms and um, all of the links to those will be on the programs <laughs> page on fbm.com but i'd like to do more um in-person work but at the moment it seems like digital work is kind of like the most viable in terms of having a career but also your
1: career blossomed during a pandemic, so yeah. I feel like that might impact the way that that happens as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've always really liked sharing my work online anyway, mm. um, so I think that's a that's a big part. I'm always very keen to like share my work to whoever's willing to look at it um, and get to reach a lot of people when you post it online. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do want to talk about, um, in a couple of minutes, what it means to kind of have your work spread across all of those platforms too and how those things balance in your life. You did just kind of talk about it as – an only digital thing, but the people who subscribe to your Patreon at different tiers do get, you know, physical copies of your work in different iterations. And my producer, Emma, who produced this episode and loves your work, talked so much about what it means to get those like packages in the mail. And they're all wrapped up in tissue paper and they come with a handwritten note and so much energy and love has gone into them. So I guess that is kind of an extension of my question about balancing those things. How do you find the time to put so much love and energy into these things that you send to, you know, um, your your Patreon subscribers?
0: Yeah, I think it's always a, a really tough balancing act. I'm still trying to work it out. Two years into it, I still feel like like a little baby bird when it comes to that. When I first, when I was first starting, I was honestly like devoting probably most of my life into my art practice. But throughout the years, it's not that sustainable to you know be so invested (laughs) into every single part of every single thing so lately I've been trying to yeah kind of live a little bit more holistically like I try to message with my art as well (laughs) Um, and schedule in time for rest and then kind of keep on a very strict google calendared schedule for everything so that I'm doing everything on time and I also have time for rest and recovery and living my actual life.
1: (laughs) I guess I'm wondering where that distinction comes from between your actual life and your art because not that my job is anywhere near as creative as yours but I feel like when I'm making something creative it's hard to distinguish it from work and love and when you are, you know, working across so many platforms. Where does that distinction come from? Does that question make sense? I feel yeah, like that's totally. A
0: one. No, totally, totally. Um, I feel like often there's no distinction, yeah. <laughs> but I try I try to give myself time-based, like, distinction um, in terms of, like, it's just like a mental, like having mental breaks rather than... Um, because, yeah, a lot of my art is very personal and I often say to a lot of people who are curious about my work that it is more just the life that I'm living apart Mm. from um instead of like a business or or like a entrepreneurial thing that I'm doing um I always say it's just my life yeah I guess that's (laughs)
1: what I mean by that then it's like if your work is your life where where does the line come in but it sounds like it's just scheduling naps. <laughs> and scheduling, them. yeah.
0: Um, no, it's actually something that I that I've like struggled with a lot. Mm. Um, but I, I think there are def there's definitely work that's personal work and work that's, I mean art that's personal art and art that's more tipped towards work art, even if it does come from personal spaces. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a tiny maybe it's just in my brain, but there's a tiny, tiny difference between those two. Mm. And I try to balance out like having time for personal art and having time for work art, and then having time for hanging out with friends um, or just doing nothing on a Friday night or and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm still trying to work it out. <laughs> it's very difficult. Well, it's all very new as well. This <laughs> yeah. is still the start of. Yeah, Your journey. <laughs> and I think when it's fun and when it's um, something that you love, it can be very difficult to separate the two.
1: Jesse, so you've chosen a K-pop song to play on Out of the Box. Can you
0: tell me about
1: the next song and what it means to you?
0: So I've chosen a BTS song called Mic Drop and I think if I hadn't gotten into BTS sometime in high school, I wouldn't have become a visual artist. A lot of their music is messaging about kind of not following what everybody else is saying you should do and having your own dreams and living life. Sometimes they're they're like, it's okay not to have dreams. Um, And yeah, a lot of their music really inspired me when I was kind of in those points Outside of high school and tra- trying to create an art career to just keep pursuing it and keep working on it. So,
1: yeah. This is Mic Drop by BTS, and you're hearing it right here on Out of the Box on FBI Radio 94.5. <laughs> This Mic Drop on FBI Radio 94.5. The song was by BTS and it was chosen by my guest on Out of the Box, a digital and multi-platform artist, Jisoo Im. Earlier in the show, Jisoo, we talked a lot about your art kind of coming from personal experience and the messaging kind of being the things that you've learned from things that have perhaps happened in your own life. Some of the art that you've made kind of recently looks at a breakup. What made you want to tell that story on your platform?
0: I think I needed an outlet um, for a lot of the big feelings <laughs> that I was experiencing. And sharing those stories is always quite encouraging online because people will leave like um, comments that relate to you or that are encouraging to you, so... Yeah, I really wanted to just um, share those stories. I think sometimes, like, something calls you to share a story and you're like, okay, I have to make it. I remember I made a lot of comics during that time where I would just, like, sit down and the comic would just write itself because I just had so many, like, thoughts and so many, like, heavy feelings that needed to get out on a page. So a lot of the comics from that time just kind of appeared on the page and I was like, okay, I'll just share them. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah.
1: I think that's so important though. I remember my first ever heartbreak thinking – how do people go through this all the time this hurts so much and you're like kind of looking actively for like things to relate to or songs to relate to or other people going through the same thing did you get that kind of reception you did say you get comments but did people reach out and they were like thank you so much I feel so seen right now
0: yes so many so (laughs) many people I think that's like the most commented one of my breakup comics is the most commented um, piece on my entire Instagram, and people still message me to this day, like, "Oh, I'm going through a breakup," and this is like all the messaging that I've seen so far is just like, "Pick yourself up and keep mm. going." Um, so it's like nice to see work that's just kind of like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, moving forward, I guess, from that breakup and from this interview, <laughs>
0: Jesu, what does the future hold for you? Um, I think I'd really like to go more into comics and more into storytelling. I think so far I've done a lot of work that I've done some comics work and some um, storytelling work, but I think a lot of my pieces have been just like spur of the moment inspired pieces or just cutesy stuff which is which has been fun and which has been fine but lately I've been really having an itch to kind of explore my work a little bit more conceptually and tell more nuanced stories and yeah hopefully paint a little bit more I've I've always really loved traditional work but digital work is just so much more accessible um but I think now I have kind of the means and the time to be able to sit down and work on bigger projects.
1: Jisoo, um, it was really nice to have you in the studio, my first guest back, and I loved hearing your story today. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice.
1: One of your artworks and one that I really love is about listening to Lucy Dacus at 3am and it is a (laughs) song that you've chosen to play. Can you tell me the story behind that one?
0: So in the depths of my heartbreak after my breakup, I stumbled across Lucy Dacus because I was probably because I was listening to a lot of like Phoebe Bridges and whatnot (laughs) (laughs) And the song just made me break down for the rest of the night. Like, I think I used an entire box of tissues. um, And I was like, I have to draw about this. (laughs) So I drew a little comic. And somebody actually got it tattooed on their arm. So my sad moment is immortalised on their arm forever.
1: Beautiful What a <laughs> what a visceral song to <laughs> end with It's called Night Shift It is by Lucy Dacus Thank you so much for tuning in to Out of the Box today If you did want to listen back to this episode You can do that on the programs page on fbradio.com Where you can also find the full list of songs That Jisoo brought to the show today I'll have links to all of their platforms So you can support their art as well You can also listen back via the podcast Wherever you get your podcasts I want to give a big shout out to Emma Higgins for producing this episode and to Sam Dover for editing it for me and do stay tuned lunch is right around the corner FBI